Welcome to the 30 Pause Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Clark. On this podcast, myself and a few guests along the way are here to help you navigate what it's really like riding the roller coaster of emotions through that third decade of life. We're here to laugh at ourselves, live our truth, to inform, be fabulous, darlings. So thank you for joining and hop on the roller coaster of emotions and be sure to hold on to your nipples because we're about to enter 30 Pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, you just tell me what you need me to do. Oh, look at that glass of wine. Sparkles, a little secco. Girl, get it. A lot of secco. Mm-hmm. Well, this glass right now, currently. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's uh, this week has been there. These past actually few weeks have been very interesting. Do tell. Well, um. I find that a lot of times the universe is like, here, go on this date or here, um, try this new opportunity or whatever. And then I'm Mm. like, oh, okay. well, I guess I just got the reiteration that I've I've maybe still got some work to do or I need to be focusing on something else rather than that. So just little gentle reminders. But that's cute. That's fine. I'm also in this um course it's called no more waiting and this is it's like a pun like waiting as in like on the scale waiting I kind of gathered yeah and um it's really it's good it's just a it's so mentally and emotionally draining that you know it's a self-paced like six-week course but we're right now we're like technically I think we're in like week two three but I haven't really been putting um a lot of energy into it and so I told myself this weekend like go back you know watch the videos go into the chats read because I'm learning so much unlearning that it's still so hard that I found myself like especially just you know how uh, much I work and whatnot I'm just like I really should go home and work on my course or I could just pop in a movie and try to watch it and attempt to watch it three times and then just fall asleep. I'm done with it. <laughs> I've literally tried to watch the Elvis movie for like all week. I still haven't finished it. Um, but yeah. yeah, so I need to I need to circle back to that because you know I joined the course for some healing and some unlearning that I need to do about my body and my weight and what all of that means. And it's great because it is like a forum. So I have, I have, there's so many diverse uh, people in it, you know, like of all ages and um, genders or non-binary or what have you. So it's just, I like that part because people are always going to be fascinating to me. Mm. So I'm always like learning. I really, really enjoy that. But also I'm like, ooh, yeah, I felt that too. So you have like 
those, you know, relatable moments, but at the same time, it can be just really emotionally draining. Oh yeah. 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 So I told myself, I was like this weekend, you got to give yourself a good, you know, two hours. I can do two hours of just like reading through doing the thing. Um, mm-hmm. I need to, you know, go back to listening to the book, you know, cause I do, I do audible. I can't like read, read anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love, I love an audible moment. So I got the book on audible too, by the two, um, two writers that, I, you know, created this course. Um, but it's called, what did I, I had a follower actually like put me onto it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what? Um, the center for body trust and exploration of body trust. That's what it is. So really good. It's really good, but it's, it's just, it's the work, you know? So I've kind of ignored that, which I'm like, Oh, I shouldn't have done that, but it's Mm. okay. I'll circle back to it. And I like the fact that it is kind of non-judgmental in the sense of like, uh, self-paced. So like I have access to the course till like January, you know what I mean? Um, and it's really cool because then they have like these hosts or these, um, Hmm. um, not mentors, but I think they're like mediators. That's what they're called. Like a mediator or monitor Mm -hmm. or whatever. Monitor. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so that's cool too, because they have like a weekday one and then they have a weekend one. Um, so, I mean, it's very supportive and it's very affordable and they have like different tiers to which you can afford it. So it's like, you can pay $175 and that is basically saying that I can pay for my course and I can help put in some funds for someone else who maybe doesn't have the means to do that. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And so they have like an equity you know, an equity level, like I can afford the $135 for me, or you can pay like the 175 and that can kind of contribute to the folks that, that really need, um, a course like this. A lot of people have found it through, um, their therapists or mm. nutritionists. Um, you know, so it's a lot of like understanding what disordered eating is and mm-hmm. all of that. So, it's good. I mean, it's, it's good stuff. I'm glad I'm doing it, but I gotta, I gotta hop back on it. Yes, so I was pretty disciplined with it for a little bit. And then I was like, you know, got thrown off a little bit, but that's okay. I'll circle back. I'm gonna do it. Always do. We always do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? Good. What's new? Just coming off a week long retreat that I held. Yes. In Salem. Oh Yeah. Definitely yeah. some uh, energy out there. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Talk I've, to me. I've never been touched by spirit until I was in Salem. Mm. Mm. So we're staying at this house. It's probably built in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what this house was. It, it was probably just somebody's home. Like one yeah. Family home. Right. But they broke it up into the first floor. They rent out and the second and third floor is now an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. It used to be a bed and breakfast. Okay. So the first night, my friend Janine, who actually helped me with the event, uh, with the retreat, she's great. Um, we were sleeping on twin beds. Have you slept on a twin bed since you were like 10 years old? Because 
I thought I was going to fall off of it. I don't know how I stayed on. I feel like I'm, I'm going to fall off of my full bed. That I How have. don't we fall <laughs> off beds in general? Um, anyway. A twin? Yeah. Okay. All right. So we're facing each other. Like she's sleeping on that, like one side of the wall. I'm sleeping on the other. Like we're facing each other. Okay. So and I'm thinking it's late. We went to bed late and it's like two in the morning. And I'm like, on my right side, I'm like, oh, there's a man here. I'm thinking to myself. Mm. not only a minute not a minute later janine goes why is there somebody standing over me i said it's just a man he's quiet he's not gonna bother us so whatever he didn't it was cool like i don't care so the next night go to bed there's a little boy next to me and i'm like this can't be good i kid energy i don't know man kid energy is interesting so I was like, all right, I'm going to ignore this one too. And I just went to sleep. Well, a night or two later, my friend Callie came to do a talk and she did a session, which was great. Yeah. And I kept, we did a, what we call a spirit box. Okay. It's interesting there. You could do many different ways, but it's, we kind of used one that like told us words instead of like, like it, like you roll dice and words come out. Okay. But we did it because you could do it through radio. There's many different ways you can do a spirit box. Okay. So a lot of like names kept coming up and I'm like, all right. And then, then there was a fire. There's a lot of information that was coming through the spirit box that night. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I got this, I was like, and I could see the en- kid's energy just running, running, you know, a kid's energy. Yeah. Like, so f- finally we figured Especially out the little kids. boys, oh, four years old, little boy. Mm-hmm. probably named Sam, whatever, kept running around. I think I saw him the night before. Cause I said he went into the wall. Like I could see him run and go into the wall. So I just like, let it go. So this is, yeah, this, that was Wednesday night, Thursday night. I'm sitting in a, like a office chair and everybody else is sitting on the couch. My hair was in a bun, mm-hmm. just like this. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden my hair goes up, down. My friend Janine was in the bathroom. No one else was behind me. She was literally just opening the door as this happened. And I felt the weirdest sensation go down to the right side of my back, all the way down to my right leg. It felt, it felt like an electric shock. Cause that's how spirits work is. Okay. With, I don't, I don't want to get this wrong, but electricity, like it's almost like electricity. That's why they can power electronics. Okay. Okay. That's why they use, they, they use your cell phone to call you. Like when my mom first died. I kept getting unknown number, unknown number, unknown number. And I'm like, I would answer and there'd be nobody there. I'm like, oh, this is my mother, you know? Mm-hmm. So I felt this like electric current go through my body and I jumped up and two people saw it. My friend Callie and one of my clients literally saw my hair move. Janine was literally just opening the door as this happened. And we like, I was like, maybe it was like the wind from the door. Wind from a freaking door is not, and it opens. It's not going to move it's your not thick move ass hair. <laughs> Girl, yeah. I'm done. Woo! Was that with what? Was that your experience with the with the spirits, other than you know the people who you're trying to connect with? Before no, you- like that okay. was my first time of ever getting touched by a spirit. But oh, and I have two witnesses. That's insane. Two. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I would have. I don't know what I would have done actually. The most, I got to be honest. 
the most peaceful place in Salem, believe it or not, mm-hmm. you're not going to believe it, is the, the cemetery. cemetery. Yeah. I knew <gasps> you were going to say that. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she's going to say the cemetery. I just fucking the cemetery. Know. <laughs> yeah. The most peaceful freaking places in Salem. Everything else is a shit show. So, uh, thank you for joining me. I'm actually really excited. Francesca is okay. Am I saying this right? Decapita? Decapita. Yep. That's like such a strong name. (sighs) Who are you telling? It's a, it's just, it's there. It's strong. It's, it's really very pretty too. I love it. You You know, we people mess it up. I'm sure every day. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever messes up my name. Although I have had times where <laughs> I have auditioned, and when you audition um, in like the college like areas, they you have like a lanyard, and this was these are all like different colleges from this, and it's like a big conference, and you audition here and there and everywhere. So you have this lanyard, and my last name is Clark, C L A R K. Like you can't fuck it up. But my lanyard said Heather Clarge. Clarge. C L A R G E. Clarge. What is wrong with people? I was like, all right, Heather Clarge, taking charge. That's, I mean, that was just like the inside joke the whole time. <laughs> and then, and then anybody, anybody whose last name is Clark and they end it with an E, I'm always like, hmm. Clark A. Clark A. Are we trying to be fancy with it? Are we trying to be French? Are we trying to be French? What are we doing? <laughs> uh <laughs> you know it's yeah. just it's just this it's the most you know it's pretty american it's straightforward but i love your name francesca oh, decapita it's it just rolls off the tongue so nicely i love yeah. it um so thank you for joining yeah. i'm really excited that you're on the podcast because um i've always known you'd be a really great guest but at the same time I think it's really important for people to kind of know and be open-minded to what yeah. you do. And um, I want to ask, I'm going to ask you questions and all of that jazz. So just kind of introduce yourself and tell us what it is that you do. What are your gifts that you bring to the world? Well, I'm Francesca DiCapita, as we all just did. <laughs> um, uh, I'm an energy reader, psychic medium. Um, do I like to do mediumship? No, don't ask me. It makes me cry because I get very emotional and how I can do my work. It, how anybody can tap into their magic is through their emotions. So I get so, if like if your grandmother comes through, I'm going to die. That's how I feel. Like I do not oh. talk to your grandmother. I don't want to talk to anybody because I get very emotional because I feel yeah. feeling because I'm an, I'm an, I'm an empath. Yeah. Um, so I've had this gift since I was little. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize what it was and I couldn't explain to anybody what it was. Yeah. So, and I realized older in life, when I was older that I had this gift and I was like, and I knew funny story. I knew I was special. I just didn't know how. And I was told at like 10, 11 years old that I, a voice came to me and said, you're going to do great things or you're here to do great things. And I'm like, what the fuck? Excuse my language. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, who was that? Yeah. It almost sounded like a deep voice, like you think what God would sound like. And I'm yeah. like, what the? Like Morgan what? Freeman. Exactly. Like, yeah. You're here to do great things. And I'm like, what? 
like I'm 10 like bro let me play like play with my toys leave me alone yeah yeah so I just started like I could just read people I could but I can read people to the point where people don't even recognize what's going on with them mm-hmm. so I could just see what pain they were under or what they were hiding because I'm a Scorpio moon the detectives of the zodiac when we have a scorpio placement Mm -hmm. it's like if you want some information on a guy you're dating you call me you call like people with scorpio placements got it we are the we are like the the fbi the cia yeah like whatever wrapped into one and we will figure it out and that's how i started started to read is i can like and everybody like well i don't feel like that i know you don't feel like that because it's subconscious what's going on i was just you. gonna say you read others subconscious yeah right okay and they don't like so many people so many people have said to me i don't feel like that they're wrong i love when people tell me i'm wrong i love it <laughs> tell me i'm wrong because in five minutes it's gonna hit you yeah so yeah and i'm a life coach <laughs> throw and, that on top and on top you're a life coach yeah, we're a life and business coach. So I love that. How did you configure that your your energy reading can turn into that avenue of life coaching? Like did, how did that how did that come about? You're like, I'm an energy reader, you know, you read tarot. Um, mm-hmm. but how does that how did you transform that into, you know, your niche sure. of life coaching? It was really being easy a life coach because right. You're reading people, you're telling them what's wrong, and then you can give them solutions. And again, I don't know half of this shit. I'm young. So I'm like, this is what you need to do, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. How did I know that? I didn't. You know what I mean? Like me as a consciousness didn't know that. Mm -hmm. When you channel spirit, you as a consciousness pull back. So you're almost like a viewer. Mm -hmm. And spirit just channels you. It channels through you. Now, here's the thing that people don't get. You have to give permission for these entities to channel through you. People who are under like a possession Mm -hmm. have given permission to these entities to possess them. See, when Susie is all of a sudden possessed one day, it's because she allowed it. Mm. They can't just enter you. Okay. So I know this is spooky season and people are watching scary movies. Hollywood has like disrespected the spiritual realm, in my opinion. I agree. Not exactly how it works. Um, there's a lot that goes into it and that people don't realize. And they are petrified of spirit. And people who think is a scary monster is usually your grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, someone who's like close to you passed yeah. out. Yeah grandma's coming to say hi so don't be freaked out and if there is what we what we call a negative energy which energy is just energy mm-hmm. it's how you perceive it what is what it's going to turn into mm-hmm. so don't be fearful change the fear into i'm going to be courageous i'm going to face it mm-hmm. because people that's the problem with people they're like oh my god i'm so scared i'm so scared i'm like stop being scared mm-hmm Stop. Once you're not, once you stop being scared and you're, you have this courage in you, you can face anything. Yeah. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. Like don't, don't even like get rid of it and just replace it. Cause it has to be replaced with something and emotions are superpowers. 
That's why they've kept us away from our emotions and more in our brains. Why do you think you went to school? Yeah. Okay. Well, like, so you said you noticed this when you were a kid? Oh, yeah. I'd go to my room. Okay. So when did you start applying this into your life life? Like every day? Oh, my God. Like later in life. Cause I was, I was naive and thought that I was needed for social norm. Like I was supposed to get married and have kids, which I was married for five minutes. Mm-hmm. He was a great guy. And just not, I didn't like to be married. That's just, I noticed that I didn't like the normal things that everybody else was doing. Okay. And it was frustrating. I was like, this is sucks. Like, why can't yeah. I, like, why can't I stay in a relationship or why can't I seem being a weirdo? <laughs> huh? I said, it's exhausting being a weirdo. It is. It's exhausting being. (laughs) I know. People think this is like a, oh, you have such a blessing. This is such a gift. I'm like, it's a fucking curse. (laughs) I can't go out to eat because somebody from the next table, I can feel their energy. I can feel this. And I, and then not only do I read the energy, I can, I can literally see you and read you. Like, Mm. that's why I'm very, I'm very aware of what's going on around my surround in my surroundings. Do you feel, do you ever have a time where you can just, for lack of better words, like ignore it or shut it off just so that you can be normal and not have to feel everybody's energy around you? Funny story. I actually had a friend who's no longer, we're no longer friends. Um, She was like, I can't stand going out to dinner with you because it doesn't feel like you're present. And I said, funny story is I am present. It just doesn't look like it because fucking John's fucking dead grandfather is coming to me to talk to me. So sorry about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, and on top of it, like I'm always heightened. Like my safety has been an issue for me, even when I was little. Okay. So always remain safe. So going out to dinner with me is not great one-on-one, but I mean, I could tell you things about people. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I yeah. would beg to differ. I enjoyed our lunch. We had like a two hour lunch. I, we sat there and we watched people go and by. We though. watched people and I enjoy, I, but I love that. Like I love a good people watch. And then we saw Maggie Jen, Gyllenhaal. Yes, we did. We saw and her. she like, looks exactly like every everything everybody fucking else. <laughs> she did. She had short hair, was wet, black black suit, white shirt. I think she, she. I think she just got out of the gym or something. I was she like, girl, that. your hair is soaked. Girl, I don't, it was it was hot that day, but it wasn't that hot. It was not. Right. Anyway, to answer your question, it takes practice to turn it off. Okay. To be like, nope. And literally you have to say to yourself, nope, I'm not paying attention to the energy. I'm only paying attention to the energy in front of me. And that's what I was trying to teach some of my clients. They want to know how to do this work. And I'm like, they started to like feel around when we we're out to restaurants. And I'm like, you're going to get lost. You're going to get overwhelmed, especially we're in Salem. We're an old building. Oh my God. The bathroom was like downstairs. And I'm like, oh my God, there's, and it used to be like a bar and there was a there was men watching us pee. I was like this. And I didn't tell the other women that were with me. I was like, yeah. this is fucking weird. I'm like, yes. I'm seeing this. And I'm like, okay. Oh my God. When I was in, when I was in Italy, so many bathrooms were downstairs in a basement. Yep. Yeah. Thank I'm like, you. okay, here we go. Like, and let's just go down to a dungeon and pee, I guess. Exactly. So you, I just, you just can't pay attention to it. Even when I see spirit, I'm like, nope, mm-mm. no, 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 no. You got to respect my boundary. 
You, I do not want to pay attention to you. And then we, we stayed in a hotel in Boston called the Liberty Hotel. Okay. Actually, don't tell anybody, but I kind of. I love that. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what it is. That is amazing. That's yeah. like the do not, dis- that's the fanciest do not disturb. It just says solitary. It's a huge ass ring. It just says solitary and a giant key. I love that. So I would anyway, have absolutely stolen that as well. They were $30. I was like, I'm not fucking paying $30. Mm-mm. No, we're just over here. So, yes. So, anyway, we stayed at that hotel, and that hotel used to be, ready for this, the Charles Street Jail. It was closed down in the 90s. Not the 1890s because it didn't have running water or heat. The 1990s? Ma'am, you heard what the F I just said. I said it was in 1970-something. It was deemed inhumane to have prisoners there. God. It it took to the 90s to show. So anyway, it's really cool. So really funny story. And they have like the old cell blocks like you could mm-hmm. see the wrought iron like the gates and everything and if yeah. you touch it you really could feel a lot of energy i don't know if there's anybody who is uh psycho psychometry is when you could touch something you can feel the energy okay so if you're practice psychometry okay. i think it's called yeah psychometry if you you, go, you really can fucking feel the energy it's insane so I was taking a shower in our room we had a banging room we had a corner suite room wow. and we had a view of the Charles River and uh, Cambridge. So I'm in there taking a shower. There's like a guy just standing there watching me. And I'm like, all right, dude, hope you love a chubby girl. I was just like, all right. And then like we went to, I went to bed that night and I could see five guys standing in front of our beds because there was two beds. I know, I know. But I was just like, I was so freaking- Francesca, I don't know how you have the stamina to ignore that. Because I've seen it my whole life. Like I felt like between, I I, I will tell you when I was a teenager, Mm -hmm. so like, and weird shit happened to me when I was a teenager. Like my mom had to step in at one point. But um, from a teenager, late teens to like like mid thirties, I didn't practice. There was not a fucking chance in hell I was even into this shit, because I was like, this is people. It's weird. I was picked on for it. Like when I would used to tell people things. Yeah. Like people are like, you're fucking weird, and I'm like, okay, yeah. and judged. But then, yeah, I was very judged for it, and so. And I couldn't talk to my family about it, even though things were happening in the house that everybody witnessed and felt. And I'm like, like my mom was psychic. That's, but my mom okay. was Catholic and she didn't want to, to tap into that. No, she was like, oh, cause her mom died when she was 18. And she's like, tells us stories when she was younger, she would see cr- the cross over her head and she would know it's her mother. I'm like, lady, you're psychic. My mom is like, I mean, no offense to air signs because I have a lot of air in my chart. My yeah. mom was a, a Libra sun and an Aquarius moon. She was a She was ditzy yeah. as fuck, right? Aloof. Aloof. A very aloof. Very mm-hmm. like, but she would tell you she was ditzy. But when it came time to channel man and tell you about things, she was like, all right, this is the, and I would be like, who are, like anybody can tell you. She played mm-hmm. like, not play, but she, like, it's that cute ditziness, that aloof, that like uh-huh. sweet, you know, it's innocent. Yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she would be like, zo- like zoned in, like, this is what's going on. And I know this is, my mom was never wrong. Mm. The lady was, and she's passed over now. And I see I 10.09, 10.09 is her birthday. And I see it every day. 
But anyway, I never practiced until all of a sudden my mom used to bring us to psychics with her a lot. Okay. So we she was Catholic and she brought you to psychics. Yeah. (laughs) She wouldn't practice. What a fucking love that so much because my mother, you know, is also Catholic, but she is so interested in knowing just or me telling her, I'm like, well, mom, it's like, you know, it's eclipse season right now. So I would just really focus on, you know, da, da, da. and she's like, really, what does that mean? And she's like, very intrigued, but and is very willing to listen about it because she's intrigued, yet it's just a no. Like, and I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah it was a no for me for a long time, too. Yeah. So, and we'll talk about eclipse season right now. Yes. For in a minute, excuse me. But and it wasn't until I saw who turned out to be a friend is my friend Megan was like, did you ever get a tarot deck? Have you been seeing 333? And 333 to me means like your ascendant masters around, like Jesus was an ascendant master. Mm-hmm. Like all Buddha was an ascendant master. Where are the women ascendant masters? I mean, I look at Joan of Arc as an ascendant master. I just wanted to say that because okay. I can avoid when people are like, oh, Jesus and Buddha and all mm-hmm. that. I'm like, but what about the women? Because mm-hmm. they were badasses. Yeah. Anyway, um, so she's like, yeah, you need to get a tarot deck. And I was like, all right. So I got like the miniature rider weight ones. And I, mm-hmm. and funny enough, my dad's, my dad's sisters were here and they're very bored. I was, I was raised born again Baptist. I wasn't even raised Catholic. Wow. And I got, oh yeah, I got baptized in a creek. Um, or in a creek, as we say. I say yeah. upstate. So yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So anyway, it arrives and I didn't open it in front of them because I was like, oh God, I'm going to get like, Anyway, you get on track. Yeah. To so I started playing with it. I was like, these are like, this is like my best friend. Like, where mm-hmm. have you been? And mm-hmm. I just started reading my friends and family. Like, I read my mom a few times. Um, I read my, I always read my sister. But then I started reading family, our friends. And then that was like, I was like, damn, I'm really good at this. <laughs> yeah. I know all of a sudden it just started coming, like coming to me, like boom, boom, boom. Like I would just read. And then I started offering readings for $25. Wow. How do you start somewhere? Yeah, to start somewhere. People are afraid to start somewhere and like, listen. And now I charged almost $250. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> with, with your experience of not really tapping into this until your mid-30s, what made you actually just like give you what what pushed you into launching it and doing it full time and being like this is my gift this is what i need to be doing this is what i need to be using um what what launched that what was the catalyst or was mm-hmm. it a, a series of things it was a series of things i really liked i was so interested so my black moon lilith so my scorpio's in or my scorpio my moon it's you know tell you can tell it's getting late yeah um my moon is in scorpio but my black moon lilith is in scorpio so your black moon lilith is what your deep dark shadow side which mm-hmm. you hide even from yourself at times so it was in scorpio and i always like the movies like teen witch growing up yeah the craft like the all craft. i loved I was obsessed. Yep. And I was just like, I know I can do this work, but I was always afraid because again, it's my deep, dark shadow side. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And I started to look into things and things would happen to me that were weird. Be careful when you start to go down a path. Be open to. So I went down a certain path. I'm not going to say what happened because it mm-hmm. was kind of traumatic and my mom had to step in. But I started to read up on some things I shouldn't have been reading up on because I wasn't ready for it mentally, okay. emotionally, and physically, physically, okay. another thing that people don't realize mm-hmm. and weird things were happening to me and I didn't like it. But, uh, I was always interested in the occult. I was always interested in like, well, if Jesus did this, well, what about the other side? Mm-hmm. Like again, if God is an energy in a, in a, in a entity, so is the devil. So what is that about? And so I would always like be interested in that stuff. Um, but yeah, I was just always afraid to go deep into it. And then I don't know, something happened. I I had an astrologer read my birth chart and he's like, this is, he's like, wow, you're like a mystic. You're like a healer, a psychic. And I'm like, that's so funny. I just started getting into it. He goes, yeah, no, no shit. Basically, because in your birth chart, your black moon Lilith, it did something. And I was like, oh, I think I was 36 or 37 at the time. And wow, that was recently. Yeah. So it was five years, five, six years ago. So I was like, okay. I'm like, this is fun. Tell me more. And he's like, you're going to be stepping into that energy of your shadow side more and more and more. And I was like, really? And I did. I love it. I do a lot of shadow work, a lot. I'll stay up late at night and just work on my shadow work. Now, if you don't know what shadow work is, it's working on the, everything you try to hide from the world you work on it to the point where, yes, it's painful. It's even the trauma you go in through everything mm-hmm. so you can finally accept it and work with it. And mm-hmm. listen, when my angry shadow side comes out, girl, you better watch out. Cause she does not stay locked up. <laughs> and she's my protector. Yeah. My black moon Lilith is in cancer. Ooh. Okay. No, yeah. it says a lot about, I get it. You get it? I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's the black- mother. Ooh, mm-hmm. home. The mother. You yeah. feel like you're afraid of your feelings because you're a Capricorn. Oh, girl, mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's really that's the only water in my chart. Oh God, that's, that's the only water in my chart. Ooh, do you know what house it's in? Um, I don't know. I would have to look. Well, hang on. Well, it's, in- it's in. Yeah. What's um? I hate I Roman numerals. So that's it's, that's it's okay. It's okay. So what's X your rising? one? What's X- oh X one is eleven. So you're eleven. Eleven. It's eleventh house of Aquarius. So it's all about like uh community and stuff like that. Hmm. Hmm. Girl. Girl. <laughs> Like Black Moon Lilith's in Cancer, like you're like, I do not want to be a mom. Mm-mm. That, like, you don't even want a family in general. Like, not really. Yeah. Not really. I mean, I just, well, I'm about to, like, the thing is, is like, I've always just kind of been like, okay, well, if it happens, it happens, right? So when I was like 25, I got pregnant, but I was in a really toxic relationship, right? And that, then I had to, um, I 
had a atopic pregnancy. So Ooh. you either you, you oh. either die or you abort your pregnancy. Like yeah. that's how that goes. So that was that happened when I was like 25. And then like a year later, we finally broke up. I mentally and emotionally left the relationship after that. But I actually could I didn't allow myself to leave for whatever reason for like a whole year after that. Once we broke up, I was like, oh, what a relief. Like it was just like a weight lifted off my shoulders because I just didn't want to be stuck. Mm-hmm. And I knew that was the universe like protecting me of not being stuck with that toxic person, you know, with yeah. that super broken and toxic person. And I didn't want to do that. Um, so that ever since then, I was just like, I've been very conscious and I don't want to be pregnant. I don't want to have a child or I'm not in a situation where, you know, I would be like, Oh my God, I would totally be open to that idea. Well, now I'm like, I'm about to turn 36 here in a few months. And I'm like, uh, Mm. no, I don't want to be an old mom. And that's considered an old mom because this is where I'm from. Like I'm from Indiana. Like I'm, everybody is, everybody's from, everybody's on their second marriage and on there by them, like at my age, you know, it's like, so the norm, it's the culture here, you know? But that's what I had to learn was not to go by the culture or the society is to go to the beat of my own drum. And that's when I did that, my whole life opened up. Well, I love, I actually love that about myself. I love my individuality and how it's, I'm not, I'm not, it's not easy to sway me. Like, you know what I mean? Like you could tell me, you know, the sky's blue all day, but like, let me figure it out myself. That was, that was my whole thing. It's like, it's okay. Like, that's cool if that's your opinion, but like, let me experience it and let me do it myself. So I don't want, I don't want anybody else to do that for me. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this is personally enough to answer it, but were you nurtured as a child or no? Um, not emotionally. Yeah. So that's probably why most likely you didn't want to have children. Yeah, it is actually. (laughs) Black moon, Lilith, cancer, Mm -hmm. not emotionally nurtured (laughs) yep that's what happened that's why probably most likely you did not want to have children that's actually I had that realization just a couple days ago that I mean I'm 41 years old I don't hide how old I am I don't I'm 41 years young you know what I mean Mm -hmm. pretty damn good for my age you can look great I actually had no idea how old you are and I was like I think she's around my age. I don't know. <laughs> never. I never thought to ask and I didn't really care either, but I was just right? like, oh yeah. How old are you? <laughs> it was funny because I just had the realization that like, I don't have children, you know? And, and it was like, it was, I had a couple miscarriages, you know, when I was younger. Yeah. So I never really tried to have children, but I'm like, fuck, like, I don't know. Like I, it just hit me. It's like, well, I don't have kids. What the fuck? Like I did, I just had a, like a little breakdown about it, but it was, I came to, well, the point is I came to the realization that I didn't have kids cause I hated my childhood and I didn't hate it. It just wasn't, it was very chaotic. It was very, a lot of arguing and chaos and fighting. Yeah. And I realized my, I looked at my mom as a parent, as a mom. And I was like, yeah. I don't want to be like her. She looks tired, run down. She has to work. She has to take care of two kids. It was to the point where she didn't want to read a bedtime story to me growing up. 
because that's how tired and exhausted she was. Yeah. I always just knew that I was just like, I'm just never going to even consider that unless I have like a actual partner to do it with, because I watched my mom do it with no one, the Mm -hmm. majority of my childhood and my teen. And, and I was just like, no, I'm not struggling like that. I'm not doing that. I'm not like, I don't want to be that. And so I'm definitely the, um, generational cycle breaker of my family. That's what I was going to tell you Mm -hmm. that usually black moon Liliths are like cycle breakers, Mm -hmm. especially wounding from the mother's side. Yeah. So I always just was like, no, if I don't have that, the at that's absolutely out of the question. Like I'm not doing it alone. Right. And the other thing about Black Moon Lilith and, and cancer is that you are so emotionally independent and it, yeah. uh, it can hurt sometimes and you could be very anxious and insecure. Yeah. It's, it's crazy how, how that, like you can learn so much from your fucking birth chart and everybody's like, Oh my God, astrology is not real. Fuck you. The fucking eclipse is happening. Everybody's acting like crazy pants. So you tell me like, or there's crazy a pants. And people are crazy. Absolute like, crazy pants. And that's a great segue into like, you know, so one of actually still, I always look at my stats of the podcast and my most downloaded, um, <laughs> My most downloaded episode thus far is when um, uh, a, an astrology uh, coach um, and reader, a friend of mine, Lindsay, came on and she read my birth chart. Which and Do I know Lindsay? I don't think you know Lindsay, but Lindsay's pretty great. She's here locally. We met. Nope, um, no we met and at the very first job I got when I moved back here from Florida. Mm-hmm. And she's um started talking about astrology. And I'm like, well, what's your sign? She's like, I'm a Pisces, Capricorn, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. And then I was told her mine. And she was like, you know your your major three. And I was like, girl, I know my whole birth chart. Or so I think. Like I, I was like, I've I said I've been I've been studying astrology since I was like 16, 17 years old. Mm. Like this was just like books my aunt gave to me. And I was so fascinated that I just kept reading and I would look on the internet and then I would understand my birth chart. And then I would, you know, look up my family members birth chart. I would start. And I just kept reading and reading and reading. And the thing about astrology for me is that like the study is never done. Like I learned something new all the time. And I've been doing this for half of my life now. I've been like interested and, you know, reading and constantly listening to astrologers. And I would, you know, I have a few like YouTube favorites that I would all, I'll always circle back to. And I, you know, so I, I love that it's definitely becoming more, um, mainstream, but I also kind of hate it a little bit too, in a lot of ways, because there's a lot of misinformation, mm-hmm. um, about it and assumption because, you know, I take someone's sun sign as like face value. Like I'm not, I'm not exactly like, 
really sweet if you're like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a Capricorn too. And I'm like, do you know how many freaking versions of Capricorn there are out in the world? Like we're not all the same. Please stop lumping us all into one category. Just like the same with, you know, any other sign, like, uh, please, like that's, that's really not kind of how that goes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I absolutely love the fact that, you know, Lindsay came on and that was, that was quite the edit of an episode, but at the same time, because, you know, we are friends and we can just chat like normal, you know, friends do or whatnot. But at the same time, it was, it has been my most downloaded episode thus far. That's amazing. Yeah. Because because I, go ahead. Oh, I was just, because I know people are interested. They just don't want to act like they are, but they are. Oh my God. I was so, every time you would find me in a bookstore and I don't fucking read. Yeah. I don't fuck like I don't read I read very few books I mm-hmm. no just not a reader but I would always go look at those books just to see what was in them at a bookstore yeah like I would go to the occult section yes <laughs> I remember I was in ready for the shit last summer or fall it was fall because I always go I fall in the Hamptons I don't summer in the Hamptons I love that okay well, the fuck? I, I hate going to Hamptons during the summer. Okay, so I was. Well, it's probably house. a shit show. Oh, it is a shit show. You can't do it. And then think about it. Everybody who's in the Hamptons is from New York City, and guess what? They don't fucking drive. Yeah. So they fucking rent cars, and they they drive out there, and they don't. And they drive like cars. idiots. Yeah. Anyway, I'm a New Yorker who drives. So yes, yes, yes. I drive at least three days a week in New York City. Yes, I do. I love so, that. Um. So I'm. I'm at Sag Harbor in our in Sag Harbor, my friend Michelle and another fellow Capricorn. Mm-hmm. She's a Capricorn sun and a Scorpio moon like me. Oh, okay. Like me. Yeah. So anyway, so we're at this bookstore and psh, my fucking ass went right to the cult section. Mm-hmm. And actually, I'm going to grab this book. You should. I was I, I just started reading. I got this book a year ago. I just started reading it now. Okay. I'm going to grab it in just a second. So I go up to the, to the, whoever's at the cash register and I pick up like a satanic book and this witch book. And I was like, which one have you read? And he was like, looking at me like, and here I am bougie as fuck, like big Chanel sunglasses. Like, you know what I mean? Like my East St. Laurent bag. Yeah. Fuck. Like (laughs) he was looking at me like, who the fuck is this bitch? Like, Like, and he's like, ma'am, I haven't read either of them. I was like, all right, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, my hair is all done. Like, I literally looked cute, okay? (laughs) Makeup did. And, like, he was like, this woman is bringing me a satanic book and a fucking witch book. Like, Mm -hmm. you should read it. Hang on. Okay. Please hold. I would constantly go to like Barnes and Noble um, and get a coffee and just sit down for hours. hours. I would do. Oh, I loved it. It was one of is one of my favorite pastimes. I just I really enjoy it. I love I love books. That's one thing I, I've moved a lot. That's one thing I'm just like not willing to sacrifice are my books. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know they weigh a shit ton, but. They got to come with. I know this book you got to read. Which? Unleashed, Untamed, Unapologetic. Okay. It's about a woman and getting and stepping into her power. Okay. And uh, Lisa Lister is her name. And she's a practicing witch. 
Mm-hmm. And it's such a good book. It's called Unwitched. It's called nope. Witched. Oh, Witched. Mm-hmm. Un- okay. Lister Witch. Yep. Okay. There and she that. teaches you like basic stuff about like being a witch, but also about stepping into your power as a woman. Mm-hmm. It's such and like people don't realize that they were witches. I I was a witch every lifetime. Mm. at least some form and which means healer that's all it means so i i saw this uh interview back in the early 90s when hocus pocus first came out and is with kathy mahimi um you know one of the witches um and of, of the film and 1993 with katie couric on the today show and <laughs> i was just I, I think I posted it on my stories, I don't know, last week, Times an Illusion. I have no, I have no sense of time. Never. I'm like, something that happened like three months ago. I'm like, yeah, yeah, last week, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I posted on my stories and I'm going to send it to you. It is absolutely so uh, carefully and poetically said on how she really wanted to talk with the director about the misconception of witches Mm -hmm. wanted to, she wrote letters um, uh, to the producers, letting them know that, you know, I love, you know, I love this film and I think it's going to be fantastic, but that's why that whole, you know, she goes back to, the whole I smell children thing. And it's like, it's not witches, this, you know, this preconceived notion like, oh, witches, they, they need to eat children to stay young or whatever. That was the whole premise of Hocus Pocus, right? Like yeah. the whole thing is like witches were around children because a lot of witches were healthcare workers. They were midwives and they were um, doulas and and they helped those women who, um, you know, either gave birth or helped women get abortions who needed them. And so that's really where that whole thing came from. And just the way Kathy says it, you're just like, Kathy, you're a queen and we don't deserve you, but we have you. And I'm just so thankful for you. Like it was so fantastic. It was just such a great clip and it, and and it really, you know, I think a lot of people need to, it's a common, you know, stereotype. Yeah, that we put spells on people and that we want bad things to happen. You can. You can. Yeah, it doesn't mean that all witches were like that. Like, Mm -hmm. so let me explain to you energy. Energy, I love this explanation. I forgot where I heard it. So I don't know who to give credit to, but I love it's not mine. I'm going Mm -hmm. to say that. Energy just comes from source, God, universe, whatever the hell you want to call it, right? Right comes into the earth. It's what you do with it that is deemed good or bad. It's your intention. Now, I always hear when I'm doing my, when I'm doing spells or rituals, well, the road to hell was paved with good intentions. I get that. Mm -hmm. But if my intention is to do good and take the energy that's coming into the earth, now mind you, the energy that's coming into the earth is not good, nor is it bad. It just is, it just is. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to use the energy for good to help people, that's what I'm doing. If I'm going to use the energy to hex people, I can do that too. Mm -hmm. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Well, energy isn't dogmatic. No. 
So it's, it's like the person who explained energy, it's like, you know, you know how you light up a house, you can use the energy that comes in the house to light a room and make it homey and romantic, or you can light an electric chair, your choice. I was like, oh, shit. That put a (laughs) lot into perspective for me. When you put it like that. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. It's almost like, you know, every, you know, it's so cliche, but it's just so true. And especially when, you know, we all go through our hardships and I say, let me just start off in saying that I think you launching and really accepting your gifts and making it your business and your way of life truly mm-hmm. is and was um, your 30 pause moment. And your 30 pause moment is essentially just surrendering. Yep. You know, and surrendering yeah. to the inevitable and what you've ignored, you know, your whole, you know, life all the way up until here. Mm-hmm. I I started 30 pause during my Saturn return. So for me, I, it, all kind of just like pieces together and make sense, you know, breaking down and seeing the fact that like my birth chart, you know, and everything. And I was like, no, I was feeling this at 28 and 29. And then knowing like at 30, I was like, all right, what is happening? Like, why is this so, so much emotional, like energy in charge? I don't know what to do with, you know? And then it's just like the catalyst for me was just getting arrested and like getting a DUI and spending fucking eight hours in jail and being like, all right, bitch, what the fuck are you doing? Get your shit together. Get your shit together. You know, that for me, that, that was my 30 pause moment. It had, it had, I, my life had to go to there for me to finally surrender and just be like, all right, start covering out a path and living a life you've always imagined. Exactly. For me, it was like, I was married at 28, divorced by 30. Mm -hmm. I was the first one to get divorced of all my friends. Now, now most of my friends are getting divorced right now. Yeah. But, um, that was my, that was my, like going into 30. Like I was really 30. I don't know, man. 30s were interesting. 20s was a shit show. 30s were interesting. 20s is a shit show, but 30s is like, 30s is like going back to school. I feel like, and accepting the fact that you're a student of life. And the shit is constantly changing. And if you're not able to accept the change in what you are and who you are, then you are going to literally have a midlife crisis. I think that's the biggest difference between maybe my parents' generation, like yeah. the, the the younger boomers versus mm-hmm. in the boomers in general versus my generation, the millennials, where is like we have decided to regroup and repath everything in our life and what we really wanted in our thirties. A lot of times I watched my parents go through that in their mid forties and in early fifties and, and moments in the now, you know, I see older generations and my elders and my family, not just my parents, but I see that happening, but I've seen the consequence of denying it and pushing it away. Yeah. I see it everywhere, especially being back here. Right. So for me, it was like, no, I don't really want to move back home, but I knew there was some loose ends that I needed to like, yeah, take care of in order to heal and move on, you know? So I will say I did one, I'm one and a half years into my forties so far. So good. Fucking love it. I can't fucking wait. I feel like I love I, it. I'm being 40. I'm yes. I'm, I'm so ready. I'm like, I'm like, I I have no fear of getting older. Like zero. I don't care. 
I love when people are like, oh my God, you're 35. I thought you were like 24. I'm like, whatever you want to think, honey, if you like it, I love it. Okay. <laughs> like, That's amaze. Thank you. Exactly. Thank you so much. Well, you don't act like you're 35. Like, that's what oh, I get. What does a 35 year old act like? And that's my exact question back to them. Okay. Well, what does a 35 year old act like? Oh, well, you know, I just like, I don't know. They, they stumble on their words. Right. Because then they realize how ridiculous that statement is. Yeah. You know, um, but it's, it's totally fine. It's, it's for me, you know, there's constant 30 pause moments. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I started making jokes on Instagram stories and then I just started kind of like, you know, uh, having more conversations and banter about like your thirties. And then it just, one thing led to the next. And then people are like, you really should have a podcast. You really should be on YouTube. You really should, you know? And I'm like, okay, all right. And then it, you know, I finally just like bit the bullet. And now I'm just like, I can't imagine not doing this. And I tell people every all the time, you know, when this stops being fun, when this stops being not fulfilling, then I'm going to stop recording. Yeah. I don't see myself doing that anytime soon. I love this. Why would you? No, I love this shit. Mm-hmm. So what are some like misconceptions um, or things that you kind of like let people know? I think, uh, first of all, I think everybody should follow you because they should really inter- be introduced to uh, this kind of um, energy reading because that's okay. That's all right. Um, I think they should be introduced to, to your kind of style of energy reading because it is so realistic. Um, and it doesn't feel like, um, someone is blowing smoke up your ass. No, I mean, you know, everybody reads differently. Everybody reads differently for sure. I tell people, I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. So if you come to me or like, I want to talk about my love life. Spirit's like, we ain't talking about our love life. Her life's a shit show. Why would we talk about our love life? And I'm like, I'm like, all right, here we go. And I just start pulling cards. I can read you without cards. It's just easier to show because people need visuals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's why I use cards. Yeah. It's funny because Susie will come to me and be like, I want to know about my love life. And Spirit's like, we are, do not want to tell her about our love life. She, her life's a shit show. She can't get it together. Her house is a mess. Like literally I start to see everything. Mm-hmm. So I explain to people, again, I'm not here to tell you what you want to hear. I'm here to tell you what you need to hear. And here it goes. And I'm going to tell you what's currently going on. If you want me to read the future, remember I'm reading what's going on. So whatever's now is going to be in the future until, unless you change it. Unless you redirect. Yep. And you can change it. You are one choice away from creating a new life. If you want to leave that job, there it is. I want to leave this job. I'm going to go towards it, go towards finding a new one. I want to leave a relationship. Okay. I'm going to break up with my partner because they are, it's not fulfilling me. It's not challenging me anymore. Again, you don't need somebody to make you happy. If you are not happy in the relationship, that's on you, not on them. Mm -hmm. What's the biggest, um, frustration you have as an energy healer nobody fucking wants to listen you pay me all this money and then you tell me i'm wrong but then you go to my friend who's a reader because we all talk yeah 
and they won't tell me who it is, but I, we already know who it is. You already know. Yeah. <laughs> then nobody ever says names because we are very private. Of course. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I know who you talk to. And they were like, you do? And I'm like, yes, I do. We're not going to go there, but go ahead. And they said exactly the same thing that I said. Mm-hmm. So you got everybody can jump from reader to reader to reader. Again, you're going to hear the message that you need to hear, not what you want to hear. Yeah. I feel like in a lot of ways, um, people come to me for advice. It's so weird because like being as the single person, um, Mm -hmm. always in the group, which is fine with me. Um, see, stop, stop saying that. Well, I mean, well, it's just kind of, it's more accepted for like, I'm just like, okay, yeah. Like that's not for me right now. Okay, cool. And then, you know, I try to shift my like focus on doing things that fulfill me like, right. So those are some ways that I've, I've used to like, instead of searching outward, Mm -hmm. I know I need to go inward and what fills me, what am I doing? Like focus back on me. It's not other people. It's me. (laughs) So, so I find that a lot of people, um, often, you know, friendships, uh, acquaintances, you know, uh, followers, whomever, um, I'm often like this, the seeker of like, like advice. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I just don't understand why people think that I know everything. Like I don't, I don't want people. You don't know what you know. Well, I don't know what I know, but at the same time, I'm just like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. (laughs) Or, or, um, well, have you, you know, maybe I'm offering in like, maybe a different perspective or something, but I yeah. have always been a go-to. Well, yeah, that's how I was. Everybody kept coming to me for advice or talk. Like they're just like lay all their shit on me. And I'm like, okay, what do you want? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at the same time, I honestly, I, I love that, but I have learned especially I would say in the past couple of years Mm. um, to really like kind of reserve my energy in doing so. So ignoring phone calls um, because Mm -hmm. I, I emotionally, physically, mentally can't Um, or knowing that, um, you know, just saying no, like I don't really like to commit to a lot of things ahead of time because I am doing a lot and I have a lot of, um, I'm, I'm going off more feeling than I am like, than I am thinking, you Mm -hmm. know, I want to feel if, do I feel like going to this? Do I, do I feel like, you know, wanting to, uh, poor example, like, but do I feel like wanting to go to the social outing or do I feel like I have to, because I've already said I would, and I'm a person to my word. Like I keep my word, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like as of late, I'm just like, mm, no. Yeah. Cause like earth signs, we're both earth signs. I'm a Taurus yeah. and a Capricorn. We're very loyal. Very. We don't, you know, we're very grounded in that way. But when I'm like tired, I'm like, no. Yeah. I have, the word no has been my best friend. 
it's been my best friend for the, I would say definitely the past like three years, but I've always thought of myself as like, well, I'm not going to do that. Um, but really like actually sticking to it and doing Mm -hmm. the no and saying no, um, is, is really, I'm, it's not so foreign to me now. I think sometimes I didn't want to admit my people pleasing ways, but it's not, it's not, I didn't relate to that people pleaser label Mm. because it's not so much me wanting to please you. It's me wanting to prove. Yeah. It's that ego. It's me wanting to prove I got it. Don't worry. I got it. Don't worry. I'm going to show up. Don't worry. I'm going to be dependable. Don't, you know, like all of <laughs> there's so much there. So me, I'm not like a people pleaser. I was like, Oh, I'll prove it to you. Yeah. It's, I'll do it. Oh, it's so frustrating too. It is. Absolutely. And then I'm like, well, who am I fucking trying to prove and to who and why? Uh, yeah. I don't do that. It, it's all ego. Yeah. It's, I don't have time for that anymore. Mm-hmm. I, well, mm-hmm. Well, when it comes to ego, I think what it w- what would be a common thing from your audience and your followers and people who who tap into your lives, which I love your lives. I think mm-hmm. they're so good. They're so amazing. I literally share them with my close people and circle because it's you. just like I just love it. I love it so much. So what's like a like a common um thing that a lot of times people maybe on your lives or who follow you have a hard time grasping besides the obvious of like they not listening to you is it more ego or is it emotional it's ego and it's fear people like fear is paralyzing for a lot of people i'm me fear gets to me don't get me wrong see i always say this fear propels me it doesn't paralyze me so where people are like oh my god I'm so like I was talking to a client today she's switching she's young Mm -hmm. on the younger side and it's like she's scared to change careers because she's told everybody she's going she's going to be a dentist I'm going to be a dentist dentistry is my career now she wants to switch to PR and she's like like she literally stopped right in the middle. Now I can't see her because we were on the phone because she was driving. I know she was mm-hmm. leaving work, but whatever. Um, and I can feel her stop dead. And I'm like, why are you scared to, to change? I go, oh, you're worried about what everybody else is going to think about you because you sold everybody else that mm-hmm. you were going to be a dentist. Yeah. I go, now that you want to switch, you're afraid what people are going to say about you. She goes, yeah. I go, that's why you're afraid. That's your fear mm-hmm. that people are going to make fun of you or come at you for changing a career or go, changing your mind, changing your mind. I go and honey, you're 23 years old. You're yeah. going to change oh. your mind more times than you're probably going to change your underwear in one day. Yeah. It's okay. I changed my, I used to wear underwear. I choose to change underwear a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wear underwear anymore. <laughs> I love that for you. Underwear is always optional for me. It's an optional thing. It's like, if I'm not feeling this, it's yeah, just, no, true. I'm not doing it. It's like, I'm not wearing it. No. But it's just like, I was so shocked by her fear. Mm-hmm. Me, I've changed careers 18 million times. I Same. mean, I, 
I didn't tell anybody what I was doing. I didn't care. I go, stop telling people what you're doing. And then you won't have to be so afraid. Mm -hmm. And then that was another issue we jumped into is her oversharing. And damn, if you just, I love what I do because it's like, I had one of my clients at the retreat and I was put like pushing her to explain like, wait, whose doorbell is that? I can hear my next door neighbor's doorbell. It's that loud. Um, <laughs> so I was pushing her to realize why she wanted to talk to her ex. I was like, there's a reason there's you, there's a, and I, I wanted her to come to it, to come to that conclusion. I finally, she blurted it out. I was like, there it is. And she didn't even realize what she said. Mm. And then I explained to her what she said. She was like, she was shocked. And I said, you were afraid of losing him. That's all this is. Mm-hmm. It's a fear literally will, whether you can feel it, see it or not, it will always stop you. And that's what annoys me. I shouldn't say annoys, sorry. But that's what like people are so afraid to live their truth. Mm. Now your truth may be different than my truth and your truth for me may be different than when I see my truth for myself and vice versa. It doesn't mean we're right or wrong. Mm-hmm. It just means that's how I view you. And that's how you, like you view me, you may view me as like, I don't know, like a fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. And I might view myself as like the fucking nicest person in the world. Right. Fucking, I don't know, but you know what I'm trying to say? You know what my fear is often when I'm, when I have, um, things like you know when I'm you know something propels me to talk about you know a life lesson I've I've lived through or you know I I get on my stories or what have you I think my I not not think I know my fear is I don't want to come off self-righteous like I'm the end-all be-all and I know everything because I don't and I always I don't like I don't know everything like (laughs) I don't know shit like I've said it in the last episode and I'll say it again. And that's so true. It's like, I know I'm the shit, but I ain't shit at the same fucking time. Facts. It's called duality. It's called 3D. This is what yeah. the 3D energy is about. Mm-hmm. It's about like, so I'll use a hot topic, uh, abortion. Mm-hmm. That if I didn't believe in it and you do, we're neither one of us are right or wrong. Right. It is they, Both things exist. Both views exist. Clearly right. you just lean one way and I just lean another. Now I'm not saying I'm not for abortion or for abortion. I'm just saying, yeah, this is an example, but yeah, it's crazy. Once you master the 3d, which is all about duality and about polarity, like mm-hmm. two, one thing or two things can exist for one situation. Like I said, you could think I'm a bitch and that's your truth for me. And I accept it. I don't care. I don't right. Want to, no, that's you. Right. But once you can uh, you can accept both realities exist or all realities mm-hmm. exist mm-hmm. got the shit on lock bro you will never i have this year i think i've really embraced more and more and i've had challenges and moments in in my life where i'm and especially this year where i toy with it back and forth so it's not always going to come naturally or easy to me but this year i really have embraced like really truly like understanding what it feels like to not give a shit what other people think or say Mm. like I have often I have like I have that duality I have those fears and I I think I can harp on them and think about them but then I also have moments and I'm like I don't give a fuck like who cares so I I constantly have 
that duality. And I think that's really because of where I'm from, where I was raised, you know, like coming back and living in this area, you know, too, has a lot to do with that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, just sticking to that mantra of just like face the fear and do it anyways, try Mm -hmm. it. What's the worst can happen. Keeping that in the forefront of my mind has been so helpful for me. Like so, so helpful. And I'm not going to, I'm not even lying. You and I had, I think our first reading shit. Probably like a year ago, a little more than a year ago, a year ago and some change. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I had another one after the new year. And this, this is my, my card that I kept from our reading. And it's been up here. Literally. It's been up here all year. I'm done. Right. Um, so it says enough with scarcity mode. Uh, you need to feel to heal rally for peace and remember my calling. And then you nailed it. Everybody listening. Fran really does nail it. <laughs> um, course correct by fall 2022. Mm-hmm. Here we and I are. was like, here we fucking are. This is it. Like just taking, taking a big leap. Like, I know this sounds so superficial, but like I'm deleting my personal uh, Instagram page in like the next 10 days. I'm done with it because I am 30 pause. 30 pause is who I am. I'm, yep, I'm handling one. I'm handling one page. I don't give a shit that I only have 350 followers. I'm starting from mm-hmm. no the ground up. It's who I am. And if you aren't on team Heather, then you got to go. Cause I don't give a shit. Exactly. I don't give a shit about those people anymore. And yeah. if you already are following 30 pause, then you've been on my team and that's who is going to be surrounded in my sphere. Mm-hmm. That's all I need. And that's all I want. So it's so funny. Get clear on exactly what you want. That's what you kept saying. Get clear on exactly what you want. Childlike mm-hmm. wonder and resurrect yourself. And I was like, oh my God, Fran, right here. And then I constantly said, if it's not a fuck yes, then it's not for me. It's a fuck no. It always, it's a fuck no. And that's what it is. You need to get clear on what you want and you can't get clear on what you want until you really process those emotions. And again, and it took months. This is not like an overnight thing. I think no. that's the common misconception too. People are so impatient. And trust me, I'm impatient too. Like I get it. I'm like, God, why is this fucking taking so long? Right. But that's, that's the craziness of it all. So to wrap it up and we can continue our conversation, but to yeah. wrap it up, I really do appreciate you coming onto the podcast. And I oh, know what my audience good. needed to hear a lot of our conversation. I thought it was perfect for spooky season. And it's also just perfect for people to kind of understand and get out of their minds what energy reading and mediumship is. Um, and I just thank you so much for coming on, Franny. Oh my God, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This was wonderful. Yay. I love you. I love you too. Toodles, noodles. See ya.